You're listening to the You're Smarter Than Us podcast, Asheville's premier soccer podcast. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of You're Smarter Than Us. And I have with me today Asheville City legend and current Sky Blue FC professional <laughs> player, Jennifer Cujo. How are you, Jennifer? I'm doing great, fantastic, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's all I'll say. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for hopping on here with me. Um, I know you're busy, and if, if you know, just by your um, social accounts, I know between training and your own training that you do. Um, so, Jen, you just got back from Utah, um, and I know because of some of the conversations I'd had with Stacy and some of the other Lydia, um, I knew that you were up in New Jersey and I knew that you had gone to Sky Blue um, for an open tryout. But can you tell us a little bit about how that mm-hmm. happened? I think the last thing that a lot of Asheville fans knew about you and where you were going with your career wasn't New Jersey, but was actually Chattanooga. Um, can you tell us a little bit about... Um, you know, you put up that very heartfelt kind of goodbye to Asheville. We saw the announcement from the Red Wolves. Um, what what happened there? Why why weren't you coming back to Asheville this year? Uh, yeah, like I, I for me personally, I love challenges. You know, I love to explore new things, and the only way for me to get to the next level in my career is I, for me personally. I feel like um, taking another challenge, and then. So looking at all the teams, I think that moment um, Chattanooga was the best place for me uh, in terms of, you know, they're really competitive too, as I should the same as them. And now, but that was what my plan was, like the summer, you know, and already because I, I've talked to Lydia and Stacey and Ryan and Jimmy, Jimmy about my plans. So they, I think they have a picture of me. I wanted to go pro, but um, they didn't know when. But um so my plan was to just go to the tryout because I know it could happen, it couldn't. And then also, if it didn't happen, then the summer I would play for um, Red Wolf. So it wasn't like I don't want to play for Ashby. I love Ashby. I love my time there. And it's always going to be my second home. Um, but I just needed to, you know, change things and then challenge myself. That's why I left. Uh, well, and that makes complete sense. Gretchen runs a wonderful team over there. And, um, you know, after you scored on them within the first minute of our friendly last year, I'm sure she just had you high on the uh, uh, wish list of players that she needed to, um, you know, take from other teams. But we'll, we'll put that to the side. Uh, <laughs> so nonetheless, um, we you, you did go up to New Jersey. And I, I don't know that all um, Asheville fans understand how an open tryout works. And there's different kinds of open tryouts. There's kind of the Mm -hmm. ones where, um, you know, Cameron Saul was signed by Greenville at an open tryout. And some of them are a little more arranged and some of them are a little more official. From my understanding, this was a true, true open tryout. Did you go up there thinking you had a really good chance? Did you go up there thinking that um, you, you were going to get signed? So, like, also I said, like I said, Lydia, so before I made that decision, I had a chat with Lydia, I had a chat with Lisa, because those two are like my kind of like mentor, and I had a chat looking at all options, you know, where would be the best fit for me, because I'm new to this, like, 
it doesn't matter no matter how great you are because i don't have any connections that much you know they didn't go to big d1 school anything so mm-hmm. for looking at that moment and my performance and everything they knew you have to you know they knew that the best place for me that i could be like you know i could have a chance to be seen and to help is you know sky blue washington and another few teams but for me closer to me was sky blue and and washington so <laughs> that's how it ha- it happened and then with the open trials like you said there's different types of open trial even this year the way sky blue did your trial you know everybody can sign up and you go to trial and you have just any kinds of players but they have to kind of have a questionnaire you have to send in a lot of information they're going to reach out to your former clubs you know coaches or whatever and see the kind of player you are and then watch your videos so i mean i've wanted to do that so i was waiting for the day that i could, could sign up and i saw that that uh they tweeted it on <laughs> they tweeted on i think twitter i saw a message on twitter and i was like wow so i was actually the second player to register <laughs> yeah and I registered and I uh, was like, yeah, I'm ready. So lucky I had my sister in New York, which is closer. So um, uh, my sister kind of, ho- you know, host me, I have a, a friend in New Jersey and then host me and then it begins. Yeah, I can give you more detail unless you ask the question, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for you- those that don't know, Asheville, those that they don't know, this is how it happened. It wasn't like I'm trying to leave Asheville, but I needed to get to the next level. That's why I did it. Absolutely. And I think that's what Asheville believes themselves to be a stepping stone to the pro game. And unfortunately, that's just what we are at the moment. And I don't think there's anything, you know, negative about that. That's just a a realistic outlook on what Asheville can provide right now. But I think we're starting to provide that, you know, between you, Cameron, Elma, um, Mm-hmm. Dominic Boland, you know, we've got players coming through Ashland eventually going pro. Now, you know, you're the only one that's gone D1 so far. So, <laughs> but so you're, so you're up there at the tryout. You obviously wow them. Um, they sign you. And when they announce you, they sign you as a short-term contract. And um, I, I hope most Asheville fans um, followed the challenge cup but the, the season basically kind of went up in smoke and they, the NWSL was the first league to actually introduce the concept of a bubble and kind of a one-off tournament within this bubble. This is what the NBA is doing. The MLS is about to wrap up theirs. This kind of runs counter to what USL is doing where they're sending teams around the country, which I think is kind of silly. Um, MLS is actually about to do that. You see the problems baseball is running into, but Basically, the NWSL finds the um, a, a fairly safe location in Utah and picks up all nine teams um, at the last moment. Orlando actually doesn't get to come because of their situation. So it's eight teams. They take you to Utah. Jennifer, what was it like in this bubble? What, what was it like just being dropped off in the middle of Utah, kind of on a campus where you can't go anywhere? I saw a lot of... Um, hotel dancing and TikToks maybe and (laughs) you guys definitely looked like you were entertaining yourselves (laughs) oh yeah yeah for that side you know because you have all your teammates for me personally there was like moments because it was my first time so there were moments where I'm like so nervous stressed out 
because I wanted to play better. I wanted to improve. I wanted to, you know, make sure that I helped this team and made an impact that I would be able to stay longer, you know. So I, for me, I was going through that. But also, the, because I wanted, I, wanted, I wanted this to happen because I wanted the chances. So I had this chance. So I wasn't like, oh, okay, there's so much going on in this world. Yeah, I take that serious. But also, for me, it was like, please, this is my moment. This is what I wanted. So if, no matter, even if it's one game, one week that I have this contract, I know I'm going to take it serious and do whatever with it to sell, my, you know, sell myself and all that. So in the bubble, <laughs> there was so much fun, you know, and then there was so much stuff too because you you only go to training, like you wake up in the morning, breakfast, go to training, come back, meetings. So it's like all day you have so much going on and then you see the same people every day who are lucky we share the same hotel with the Houston but they were like different floor and you see them you know training and all that so that's what happened so we did that for like a month almost a month and it it wasn't easy you know you sometimes you get bored with hanging out but for me I'm I, I love to be around people so I get to build a lot of great friendship and all that so like you said, we, we dance a lot. I, I try to cook. <laughs> I try to show my, my teammates how to cook African food, eat, and, and do a bunch of things. So I, for me, it was it a was great experience for me to, to be able to know that it's not just right there in life. I'm going to be facing, you know, the same similarity, you know. So I will know how to deal with it if that happens. It was really a great experience for me. So you're in, you're in Utah, you're in the bubble, you're, you know, you're going to your trainings, you're going to your video sessions, I'm sure. Um, they, they announced the um, lineup and, and the, the schedule for the cup, and the first game happens and you're not in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, you come on, was it the first game or the second game you came on as a sub? Both. Both of first and second game, yeah. And then the third game you start. Mm-hmm. What what grabbed you right away about the speed of um, you know D one women's soccer in this country? Well, so even compared D one, maybe D one could be a little close. You know, it's not the same speed level and intense. It's you know it's intense. But players are more like 18, 17, 16, mm-hmm. you know, tw- then I think the oldest playing. D1 could be maybe 22 or 23, I think. Um, they are so mature. They're still great players in D1 and D2, but the mentality and then experience level, it's way different from NWSL. For me, going in, it was one of the biggest things for me. No matter how great of a player I am, I was stressed about how am I going to fit in. But all the trainings that I did, I felt like with my teammate, I catch up with them knowing them and knowing how to play with them because that's the level part. I hadn't I haven't had a friendly game with any other team. So I was like, how would that happen? So for me, I think it was a good thing the coaches, you know, the coaches, you know, take time for me to process my, you know, my fitness level as a game fitness. Because I I'm pretty sure if I did play start the whole game I might I don't know what will happen, but <laughs> you can see it was really tough for me, and it, it was hard, and it was a different thing for me, but I've, I love that kind of environment, and I've always wanted to be there, 
So I, would, I didn't let that affect me. I just focused on helping my teammate being out there and then doing the job, even though I was not, sometimes I'm tired and I'm like trying to push through it. So it was it, it was really different environment. I haven't played it. I've played World Cup, but this one is different. The mentality, the players you play with, is, it's not like the same as you. It's just some of them are different. Some of them are, you know. Yeah, did, did the air in Utah affect your physical fitness at all? Yeah, it was really hot. I don't think any player would say they would like 10 a.m. game because from <laughs> 10 a.m. on, I don't think. 10 a.m. till later, even at 7, it's mm-hmm. hot. It's it's not like New Jersey hot. It, it's like dry, hot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you step on the field, you warm up, and then you feel good. And then you start the game in like the first 10 minutes, you're like, oh, my God. You know? But you, you don't think about it too much, but it's so hot. So, so I think that heat. So if you see some of the games, players where you can see that players were like a little bit tired from the first 20 minutes, it's not just like they are not fit, they fit, it's just it was too hard that it drains you. The more, you know, the little mm-hmm. hard work you do. So it takes a little game to catch up, but uh, I'm just happy that we had evening games a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10 o'clock, uh, the games were on here at 10 o'clock and I'd be like half awake, just like trying to switch the remote uh, on. Like I can do this, got a supporter. Um, so you, you start that third game, and by the end of the third game, it, it was like the world just knew now about Asheville's biggest secret and how amazing of a player you were. And um, oh, Kim McCauley wrote a fantastic article about you. Obviously, um, even the NWSL's like official Twitter account and production kind of you know came in and touched base about mm-hmm. your story coming in and and it's like okay awesome she's arrived you know you just mentioned how uh you go up to the open tryout without any contacts you know jennifer you have contacts now you are (laughs) by far the um you know houston went on to win and we'll talk about that in a second but you definitely were you you put your stamp on this tournament and i think the thing that just absolutely blew me away watching that third game where you were able to start was how at, at you know and I'm not a tactician I feel the game when I watch it it's very emotional mm-hmm. to me I can't watch it in that like black and white dry oh the wing backs are overlapping and you know mm-hmm. I, I see it happening but I don't understand it happening but as I'm watching you play I'm it, it's like a flashback to memorial and I'm watching like Molly <laughs> on the outside of you and and you're you're ping-ponging it back and forth with Megan and and I, I'm just seeing it. And I, and you know, then you've got the ball recoveries and the tackles and everybody's just j- jaws on the ground. What is it that Sky Blue does that plays to your strengths? How are you so seamless, you know, on the back of an open tryout, um, several months of training? Because once you entered that, you know, starting lineup, you didn't leave it, basically. You were now a, a first 11 fixture. What does Sky Blue and what does your coach do um, style-wise, formation-wise, that just plays to Jennifer's strengths? Oh, my God. Our team, our coaches are so amazing. Um, everybody knows Sky Blue from years ago, and I'm pretty sure this tournament, you know, showed everybody the new Sky Blue, what mm-hmm. we implemented. And I think... Our coach, our assistant coach, Becca, plays international in Japan. And 
our head coach is from England, so and our assistant, like you know, our staff, everybody have different kind of background for the game. So I think for me, the best thing was you know our assistant coach having to implement all these um, Japanese style of play, which is similar to African game play, and then having our coach from England having the England style of play. So it was just like for me, it was easy. It's not easy. Like it was okay for me to dig in and then play, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's all, I'll give all credit to our coach because I have no idea how I would, you know, me as a coach, I don't know where I would put myself, but I think everywhere I would just, <laughs> but um, I give my coaches credit, you know, um, for doing what they can to make me, you know, to help me fit, you know, fit in. But, you know, every game is different. So sometimes people don't even know which position I'm playing, but it's just the tactics of the game. I have to listen to them and then do what's best for the team. And so, and my teammates also, because most of them, they've played in this league for so long, they know how to play, you know. So having them around, it was just, you know, my midfield, like Sarah and and McCall, they did amazing, they, you know. They make sure I understand every single thing. So I was just being a listener and listening and doing what they, you know, they helped me. So it was it was easy for me. Then I, I started, I know as time goes on, I'll get into, you know, my side and I'm definitely going to align and then improve, so. Yeah, so I give everything to my coaches. They did amazing. I, if if they were smart enough, and I'm assuming they are, to recognize to play through the middle and allow you to pick the ball up and carry it forwards and ping it out. I mean, that's we watched that season after season at Memorial, and it was just so awesome to turn on CBS and see you doing that. You know, <laughs> oh, a, against you. teams across the country. Um, Jennifer, what was um, what was your hardest moment or hardest opponent that you played in the Challenge Cup? What's something that maybe um, caught you by surprise? Um, that not, not something that you wish you had done better by any means, but just something that you're like, oh wow, I really am a professional, you know, ball player now. <laughs> I think I think I would say my first game. Uh... I think every game, every even though my first game coming in, I was my my one of my close friends always reminds me of that moment. I felt like that moment, I didn't know. I don't, I don't know where I was, you know, trying to get the water before I was coming in, trying to get the water to drink. I didn't even I didn't even take a sip, and I was just shaking my legs. <laughs> <laughs> she was next to me. She's like, Jen, you got this. You got this. I was like, okay, I had no idea. So <laughs> then I came in my first time, two touches. That was when. That, you know, started to have my confidence level because you don't, you have no idea. I'm pretty sure every p- player that, you know, you go to a new environment and then you play, you have just a lot of feelings, you know, that it, it doesn't make you just go right in, dig right in. So, and I was like, okay. Then when I started playing, getting the ball pushing, I was like, oh, actually I am doing this, you know, there were moments <laughs> where, where um, I should have done better because at the end of the day you play and then you watch yourself and you know like you know yeah so all the teams I can say all the teams are different you know yeah um, they all come in and they will surprise you because everybody's intense everybody have it's like the same style so but the team that I was really like is I think against North Carolina because. <laughs> I felt like that moment, um, I, uh, I felt like I worked. Oh, my God. I, I was like, about to die. So I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think North Carolina was one of the challenging teams because they, they're really good, you know. They have 
crazy attacking mm. team and they they will press you until the game is over you know it was it was surprising for me i was like um yeah so even though with north carolina i, I knew like they're gonna be one of the toughest team you know but watching it is different but then when i was on the field i was like oh this is not how i expected it. it's way <laughs> way tougher than you know so like i said i had amazing teammates that they helped me soak everything in because uh, without them, you know, I'm not going to lie, without them, it was, it was going to be tough. Even sometimes when I feel like I'm, I'm letting them down, you know, they're always right there to tell me, hey, you know, it's okay, we got you here, do, do what you, you know you can do. So, yeah. So the way the schedule for the Challenge Cup um, un- unraveled, basically, was um, a series of games that basically fed into a seeding into a knockout tournament. And um, Sky Blue won their first game. Sky Blue won their second game. And Sky Blue goes up against Chicago in the semifinals. Um, mm-hmm. You know, of course, um, you know, even Asheville City did a predictor pool and um, everybody's picking the courage they're out in the first yeah. round. Um, you know, nobody, as they're going through this, um, the all the favorites kind of start tipping off. But, you know, you guys uh, kick off the game against Chicago. And I think within the first, like, 10 minutes, you're down. 10 a minutes, goal. yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then I think within the first 20 minutes, you're down in another goal. Um, and then maybe right before half or right after half, it goes up to 3 nil. And No, after halftime. After halftime. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was starting to feel a little down for you guys, um, mm-hmm. but you fought and clawed back um, and, and yeah. you got it to three, two, um, you, you, at the final whistle, you guys did lose at the end of that game, at the end of the semifinals for the, you know, NWSL challenge cup, did you feel, um, you know, as a team, I'm sure you guys felt a little disappointed, but did you feel personally vindicated did you feel like this is where i'm meant to be this this is exactly it you know i'm i'm uh, i'm meant to be amongst the pros in this country yeah definitely i think i've even you know i was sad i was really sad because i going into that game you know like you said you go to every game and then you have that feeling you you know if you're gonna mess up you definitely know because your you, your confidence will go low if you know, you know, you approach the game the way you see it and all that. But going into that game, I, we knew that it's going to be a tough game. And then we knew that definitely we could win. Also, any, anything can happen. Unfortunately, we didn't start the way we were or, or like, I don't know what happened, but it happened in the game. It goes happen. And then we regroup. That's when, you know. That's when we everybody was like, no, this is, we know we can do better than that. And then that's when I think everybody saw that, saw the way we play, saw everything we did. We did amazing. I think we tried our best. We did what we had to do. Maybe last five minutes, we need five more minutes. We'd have smashed it. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it didn't happen. And it's a lesson. And it's so much we take from that game. And in general, for me, I was so grateful to be there. I was, you know, so, so grateful that I get to share that stage with them and be even in the semifinal and also, you know, um, and also just go through all that with those players, you know what I mean? Because it's not everybody get a chance to do that. Not a lot of people. 
And for, for where I came from and where I've been, I don't know, maybe somewhere, somebody out there have similar story like me, but it's, it's not easy. So for me, it was hard loss for me. It was hard. But at the end of the day, I felt like, I think, you know, my mission, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be, this is the place that I've always wanted to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm so glad that Sky Blue took a chance on me and then believed in me to help it too. Yeah. I'm not sure how many Asheville fans understand the recent history of Sky Blue. Um, they had gone through some um, ownership changes and some challenges um, with mm-hmm. facilities and they just needed a little bit more money put into them as a club. Um, I think your new general manager um, has come in and, and she is just a testament a to the NWSL, but also just to managing a sports team. Um, She, I see her on um, Twitter interacting with fans. I tweeted at her and said, why on earth can I not get an extra large sky blue Jersey? (laughs) Um, and you know what? She she was just honest with me. She's like, we didn't think this many people were going to want them. Um, I'll let you know mm-hmm. when they are back in stock. They came back in stock. It's coming. I'm very excited. Cujo six on the back. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> so going forward, though, the, you know, this redemption arc that the Sky Blues on, they're, they're you know, they were at kind of the bottom of the game. If, if there was nine professional teams, they were probably number nine for a while. Mm-hmm. They're not number nine anymore. They are, they're yeah. on the rise and they've, you know, now taken on a player who has a similar, you know, maybe somebody had underestimated you in the past and, you know, you had to go to an open tryout to become a starter semifinalist in the NWSL challenge cup. I love the, just this entire story. So Jennifer, what does the future hold for Jennifer Cujo and the sky blue? I can't, I can't say anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, well, that's understandable. That's understandable. Yeah, <laughs> right now, right now. Oh, shit. Um, like I said, maybe you should just wait and see, wait and see. I, I can, I can put anything out there right now, but um, I would say just wait and see what, what will happen, yeah, I think. <laughs> well, we're waiting. Jennifer, thanks so do. much uh, for hopping on here with us. We appreciate you, and um, you. we'll be following you going forward. Thank you. Tell all the fans, Asheville fans, I'm so grateful for you all for your support, and I will always take you guys with me, and hopefully I will see you guys soon whenever I'm on break. So thank you all. Absolutely. I know there's some uh, Shield players down here and you've always got a home at Memorial, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Richardson comes out and Jennifer Cujo comes on. Cujo out of Ghana drives through the open tryout process with a tremendous surprise and makes her NWSL competitive debut here tonight. Blue.